Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. We're back after our holiday hiatus. I'm Jeffrey. And Eleni's mad at me right now because we just spent, what, 20 minutes? Relaxed. It was like 15. Oh, okay. Excuse me. 15. A big difference. Um, trying to fix the audio on our mics on her uh, laptop, and we couldn't figure it out. We were watching, like, two different YouTube videos, and I said, just please listen to the man in the computer. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but then when I was listening to the man in the computer, you were mocking me from the side. Yeah, so... So he doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> I just wanted it to work. And it's working right now, right? Yes? Good? Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, you better no, it's working. bet your ass, hopefully. It's working. Relax. So today we're going to be discussing episode nine of season two. Run away, little boy. But before we get into that. The two for one, two in one. Yes, two in, two become one. Two become one. Like the Spice Girls. Like the Spice Girls there. Um... We're going to be discussing our thoughts on the pilot episode of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Which is Lauren Graham's new show, but not really, we found out. No, because she's, she's only a special guest star. She's a special guest star. A.K.A. recurring cast member. Yeah, and apparently she's not going to be in season two if there even is a season two. Did she? So she said that? or She said that. So she's probably just only committing to a certain amount of episodes, right? Like, which also has a lot of people speculating about a Gilmore Girls thing, but we're not... That's the story for another day. Yeah. So I have many thoughts. Many thoughts? Many thoughts. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I feel like you should start. You should think I should start? Because you texted me and you told me you really liked it. Okay. So or I... you liked it. I can't remember the text. I think I said I kind of love it because... Oh, well then. Like, okay. So I was I was kind of going in, uh, I'm not going to say expecting to not like it, but I went in, I saw like... Two previews. I saw like a commercial and then I saw like a preview. The extended on... preview there. That they yeah, had and I saw and then I saw another clip on Instagram and I was like, it just looked really silly. Like it looked goofy and I was like, this is yeah. probably not gonna last. Um, and the the preview that I saw online didn't have Lauren Graham in it, so I was like, didn't I wasn't you know I wasn't into it. No, I wasn't really into it. Um, but like it has Skylar Aston, who's from the Pitch Perfect movies, yeah. who is a good performer. So I was like interested. And he's very attractive. So I was like interested in interested in that part of it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but I was going to watch it anyway because we already discussed it. And we said we're going to talk about it on the podcast because Lauren Graham is in it. And this is a Gilmore Girls podcast. So why not? Why not? Um, anyway. Why not? I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's going to be one. It's very quirky. And I think it's going to be one of those shows where it's just like. Either it has to it has to like you know march a fine line between quirky and just outrageous. And right now I feel like it's just quirky enough to work. So should we give them like a rundown of what the show's about? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Or do you want me to do it? Well, you tell them what I it's about. I feel like I'm gonna be too sassy. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I'll tell them. I'll say what it's about. Aww. So the in a in a nutshell. Yeah. Um. There, the main character is this woman, this young this young woman named Zoe, who's a computer coder coder technician computer, and, computer engineer in san francisco uh lauren graham is her boss anyway she's like she's, she's kind of like an introverted not very outgoing character and she's kind of getting she she's up for a promotion and she, she's kind of getting lost in the shuffle at work because she's not really doesn't really believe in herself doesn't have i didn't understand her breakdown no Can i tell you that okay like, i really didn't understand her breakdown anyway so she has like but so she has a bit of she's like issues with having faith in herself i guess you know like most people do um, so anyway, but, but her dad is sick with like a rare neurological condition and she starts getting these like headaches. And so she's like freaked out that she might, you know, be, she might eventually inherit her dad's condition. So she goes for an MRI. She got the quickest MRI yeah. appointment she go, that I've like, ever seen in my life. Go, like one scene, she's in her living room stressing out. And then next she's scene, she's in, in the, the fucking yeah. machine. And her mom is played by, um, the actress name escapes me now, but is, she's me. been, in, she's been Mary. Steerbergen or something her name is but like she's been in a lot of movies and stuff so like that she's a she's a she's a, a you know institution a, yeah she's she's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean she's like a well-known star anyway um so she goes for the MRI and she kind of you know there's an earthquake during the MRI okay so there's an earthquake during the MRI and there's music playing during her MRI and then somehow the earthquake and the music combine, and now she can hear people's innermost thoughts in the form of song. Yeah, so is that she, a good synopsis? Pretty much. Okay. It's a little. I think it's a little complicated, but you kind of have to watch 
the you show can, to... Or just watch the preview and you'll understand. Yeah. So, she, any, so like like you said, she gets out of the MRI machine and suddenly she can now hear everyone's thoughts yeah. in song, in yeah. like musical numbers. Yeah. So like that, like, that does sound a little, you know, goofy and silly and strange. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Once I was watching it, I kind of... Like it, it was it was very over the top, but this but it worked. I don't know. So over the top. Like the first time after she got out of the doctor's office, she's like walking through the street and people are like doing all these like you know la was, like la la land style. That? Can I tell you something about that? What? I fast forwarded that part. I'm I'm not surprised. I was like, okay, I can take like 20, 30 seconds of this. It went on for three full minutes. No. So the first time it happened, I was kind of I was kind of on the same page as you. Where I was like, no, eh. no, 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 but no, then, no, no, no. but then I like it kind of grew. Like, listen, it kind of grew on me when it got to the point where she was talking to this guy who she has a crush on. She has a crush on, and who and who works at work. Like, yeah. So and who she works with, and so they're talking, and he's kind of like. She's they're they're like he I don't remember what the issue was he something in his personal life his dad committed suicide right his dad committed suicide and so she can kind of like he he's like only telling her so much obviously right because it's like a it's a sensitive topic and she can kind of and then she starts no he, he tells her everything right does he tell her everything everything yeah and then she tells him everything and I'm like people don't bond like this guys <laughs> but doesn't she but then she hears his she hears his thought before he tells her anything like they haven't spoken before. Yeah. Did you even watch the fucking show? Yes, I did. I was, I was just remember that that detail. All right. So, um, but like, but in but during that scene, it kind of struck me like the way that she can hear people's thoughts. I think could also be used as like a tool to you know hear what we don't share. You know, because yeah, like, of course, I think that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. So like I so what I so what I took from it was that like okay, it can be goofy and you you know there can be the scene where with the guys in their office where it's like. Um, what was that? They, they sing like a DJ Khaled song oh, about. Oh, it was win win win. Yeah, no that stupid song. Also, I it's twenty twenty. Why are there so many misogynists in this office? Yeah, so like that part, like that's like that's a bit over the top. But like yeah. when it gets to the when it gets to the point where she's like hearing, um, you know, more heartfelt, sensitive thoughts that people don't really share with each other, and yeah. she's kind of getting that insight to people. I thought that is a bit, you know, refreshing and kind of interesting, and also part with her dad where she thinks that her the dad part with her dad was very touching i wrote she, that yes i wrote that it was very touching it was probably the best moment of the show yeah so they can go from one end to the other where it's like over the top can it though dumbass men singing all the all the care about his money on the mind or whatever the hell those lyrics are <laughs> oh my. i hate that song I, honestly i would pay money to hear you sing that song i hate dj khaled yeah i hate dj khaled too but like i would <laughs> but anyway so you know what the best dj khaled lyric is do I, uh, do I want to know? DJ Khaled. Oh. He says it in all his songs. Yeah, another one. Another one. Yes. <laughs> I That's not the point. So in that scene with the father, what happens is is that they're worried that because of his neurological condition, he they're not they're not sure he can hear or understand them or yeah, know. they're not sure that he's actually comprehending what they're telling him. Yeah, he's just kind of mute and staring like, at like it. a vegetable. Uh, Does that mean? What? Is that mean? No, he's like a noodle. I'm sorry. He's like... <laughs> so, um, what ends up happening is that she's worried that that he's not hearing her. Like, he's kind of, you know, lost. Yeah. And then he... So, they, he ends up singing True Colors to by her. Cindy Lauper to her. And, like, in this very heartfelt scene in the living room. And I was like, okay, um, 10 on 10. We'll watch this show again. I'm sold. I was like, this is... Wonderful. Okay, so... Puddle of feelings on the floor. Okay, so I fast-forward a lot of the musical numbers. Of course you did. Um, I'm not a very musical-y person. Uh-oh. Unless it's in a Disney movie. Okay. Um, but the thing is, I was surprised that I didn't like it as much as a lot of people did. Because I like quirky shows. Name one. Pushing Daisies. Oh, did you watch that? I did. I really yeah. loved it. Okay, I saw... But the thing is, I've only seen a bit of it. Okay, the reason I don't think it's going to last, don't shoot me is because network television is not made for quirky shows like this. No, and did I they not... They canceled Pushing Daisies. They canceled, what's it called? The one that you said. Good Girls? Bad Girls? Oh, no. So what I said was, I'm, I was thinking that maybe depending on the scenario, on, this, on the situation that Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I could see that getting picked up by Netflix either 
like Netflix takes it from NBC or it's in partnership with NBC. Because they did that with a show called Good Girls, which has Mae Whitman and Retta. And And Christina Hendricks. Yeah, from Mad Mad Men. And I watched the first season of that show when it was on TV. And like, I wasn't like, I wasn't, it was like, I liked it. And then it kind of just got a little boring for me. Like I didn't, like I, the only reason I was watching because I saw Mae Whitman and she was obviously very good on it, but I didn't, like, I didn't really feel any investment to continue watching it. Um, that's just me though. Because yeah. you know someone who loves that show and is mad that you're not watching it, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> One of my very good friends, Simon and his boyfriend watch it all the time. And um, they've been trying to get me to watch it. And there's just so many other things on Netflix, you know, like our lists yeah. on Netflix are like insanely huge, um, but I've never watched it and they're mad at me. Yeah. Like it's not, like I it's mean, a, I'll get around yeah, to it eventually. Good, it's a good show. It's not it's like just, pressing matter. Like, no. And I think like it's, you can't really compare Zoe's extraordinary playlist to good girls, but I'm just, but no, like, no, but in, I'm saying like quirky shit like that, like that never lasts on television. I don't think people are more drawn to this drama. Like, I don't understand. But like what I was saying with Netflix though was that like quirky shows tend to have a tend to tend to do better on Netflix. Yeah, it has a wider audience on Netflix. Which is why like I People find people like to reserve their network television for like one hour dramas. Like black and white. Yeah, kind of thing. Like black and white, this or that, yeah. nothing. So that's why it's not that I don't. And that's why I... Netflix. That's why it's harder for me to get into Netflix shows because I think I'm so I'm so used to like my brain is programmed for this network television world where it's like you know black or white this or that nothing nothing in between and like even if there are shows that are in between it's like it's such like a niche kind of thing where it's only like it appeals to me and, and like not to anybody else yeah i get it um but like i find that ne- i find on netflix like shows just like they're just any like they give me anything because they don't really yeah. like they're that like i'm That's not gonna the say beauty of it though i'm not gonna say ratings don't matter on netflix but like they kind of don't have to worry about you know like how many people are watching each week it's it works yeah, but differently that being said, netflix has a lot of everything and netflix is also one of those things where like like you said the ratings don't matter but that's why they can be so creative with their shit and that's why i mean i, I think, think ratings do matter but like in a different sense like it's I like mean, subscriptions it's, matter, yeah right? subscriptions and since everyone's using mine in my fucking house like nobody gives a shit I should, but we, I mean, we should look into how it works i'm not sure how because like netflix does cancel shows so i don't know how i like yeah, it absolutely but i mean netflix cancels shows because if like nobody's watching them yeah so like the, obviously, the, obviously sure. they can rank how that how also yeah. i'm pretty sure like netflix is way more into social media and way more into like like trendy con like trendy yeah, kind but, of no but i mean um watching for people's reactions yeah you know exactly what I mean? like it's it's yeah there's there, there's a certain amount of shock value in the streaming yeah. content i find anyways so it's not that i didn't like it it's just that some of it was redundant for me like i don't need a big musical number in the middle of the thing <laughs> i understand you could hear their thoughts i get it so you need... so you do going in that that might that might not be your cup of yeah, tea yeah right? but i still went in with an open mind i was like yo you might not like these parts but certain parts you might like but and there's like a preview said, with there's in the preview at the end there's a preview part where uh lauren graham has her own musical number and i'm really interested to see how that goes i'm so not excited for that <laughs> no okay she... so apparently she's singing three songs this oh, season yeah she's singing i can't get no satisfaction <laughs> she's singing roar by Katy perry oh boy and she's singing tiktok by kesha okay like but even if it's stupid even if it gets canceled like it's still like it's 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 something that like people like fans of Gilmore Girls or Parenthood or whatever like fans of Lauren Graham can like look back on it and say like hey remember when she did this ridiculous yeah, thing yeah but that's not enough to sustain the show no that's that not fans enough. of Lauren Graham are watching it and liking it is not enough to sustain this show especially since she's gonna be only a special guest star mm-hmm. and her role wasn't that big in this episode either and no. I'm sorry the dialogue was not good. <laughs> <laughs> like and what? Like what do you mean? Like I, I didn't find her scenes believable. No, and as like a big boss lady, like giving no, people shit, definitely I didn't not find that believable at all. And also, Zoe, Zoe's kind of charming. Like the actress is good. But I, I honestly, find... to me, it was just Sarah Braverman. Like I didn't. Yeah. Like Sarah, like Sarah Braverman with a bit more like sass. Yeah, sass. I was gonna say chutzpah, but sass is. Do good. You mean chutzpah? That's how I say it. Oh my god! <laughs> say it again. Chutzpah. Oh shit. This is no good. I know it's wrong, but I like Just saying it. Oh, I like saying it that way. Fuck me. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I like saying it like that. All right. Um. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I didn't. No. No. Mm-mm. No. 
Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna watch it. Can we talk about the fact that it's only coming back in February? Yeah. You we, fucking idiots. We were, we were unaware that. I didn't know. Yeah, we were unaware that January seventh was only a special preview of the pilot, and then new episodes only start every also, week. Also, they're moving its air night to, to sun- Sundays. I feel like no, that to me makes me seem like you don't have confidence in it either. Honestly, I think that Sundays in February is a good is like. I think they do have confidence in it because, like, Sundays oh, yeah? in February is like you know after the Super Bowl kind of thing. Yeah, but it's not premiering after the Super Bowl. No, but it's like sun. No, but Sundays Sundays is actually. And uh, let's be completely honest, they're probably taking a hiatus for Super Bowl. Yeah. No. What was what 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 night was it on Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. It was Tuesday, I think. The seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So I feel like Sunday is a better night than Tuesday for TV. Like people are watching. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like people are people are I feel like people are more inclined to watch TV on Sunday in my opinion I don't know like in my head if you were to say like which is the better night for a show Sunday or Tuesday I'd say Sunday I don't know I don't watch a lot of television anymore Well then you're not very good at this are you I mean I'm good enough to know that I didn't like the fucking show Okay she didn't like it uh in my With That being said I'm still going to watch it and see so you're trying to like hate watch it then No I'm not even going to hate watch it I'm going to go back with an open mind and see what else you got for me Okay, well... Also, I was very upset in the show when she threw away a cheesecake. <laughs> I was like, who throws away dessert? Not you, apparently. No, never. Well, in my opinion, I feel like it go, it like... It, it could, could go either way. Yeah, it's like, we're, it's like at, at the end of the pod, I was like, okay, we're at a complete fork in the road. We, we could go down the insanely cheesy, over-the-top, quirky path, and it's canceled. Or doesn't, like, doesn't find an audience and gets canceled, or... It goes. It goes the route that I'm hoping it goes, in that it kind of plays a little bit more to like human connection and yeah. human experience. I mean, all the praise that I've seen for it. Don't you have some? I have reviews. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting relax. But all the praise on the Twitter sphere that I've seen from it are from Lauren Graham fans. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um. Because I feel like I don't know in the in the realm of like. Shall, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna include Parenthood because Parenthood is a different demographic. I think, but like in the in the realm of like Gilmore Girls fans, mm-hmm. I find that like quirky niche kind of shows go along with what our tastes. Maybe mm-hmm. like I don't know. When you say like Lauren Graham fans liked this, I was like, I'm that doesn't surprise me because I feel like Lauren Graham fans. Excuse my generalization, but like they kind of gravitate die for her they, they kind of gravitate towards like quirky niche kind of things i think so and that's, there's nothing wrong with that by no. the way but it's just i don't know um it had really good reviews on cnn okay cnn entertainment what do i have here i have this from npr um at first zoe's extraordinary playlist is nothing special but then comes the show's go with it premise see that's what i know yeah, i'm just no. kind of like it's weird at first i'm like you know let's just go with it and see what ha- like like see where it brings us i get it so lighten up uh. <sighs> okay can you relax <laughs> but i think that all the praise from the first episode comes from those um scenes where she's having a moment with people yeah like but that's what i'm saying when i say no, like nothing else about this <laughs> It, like nothing else in here is about nothing good in here. Let me restart for the third time my fucking sentence. Nothing else that's good in here is about the other moments of the show. It's yeah. all about when she's connecting with her depressed colleague and connecting with her father. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like the, I also I saw a lot of people on Twitter were into how um, her best friend Max I think his name is yeah. Skylar Aston's character. At the end, we find out that he's in love with her. I don't see it at all. You don't see it at all? At all. But I mean, I thought that I was... I didn't think he was good in the show either. But you don't like anything. That's not true. <laughs> Name one thing you like. Okay. Other than Gilmore Girls. You don't like anything. Okay, well, I'm being attacked today. <laughs> I don't like anything either. That's how we're friends. But, like, what do you like? I like a lot of things. <laughs> Name one thing. Cheesecake. <laughs> there we go. She likes cheesecake. Yeah. So this, um, what is this? Rolling Stone describes it as a new musical dramedy. Thank you for, uh, (laughs) thanks for for bringing back dramedy, guys. (laughs) Or thanks, Rolling Stone, for uh, articulating what genre the show is. But um, can I just say, Rolling Stone only gave it two and a half stars. I'm not surprised. Just based, like I said, like it's, it's not, it doesn't, like I'm... I'm not surprised that it's going to get like mixed to negative reviews because it's, 
like I said, it can go either way at this point. So I feel like there's there's been tons of shows that got bad reviews in the beginning and then and then like yeah, I know, I get it. Blew up later. Um, Zoe might still play that way to viewers starved for more lighthearted hour long shows. Mm-hmm. For the most part, though, Zoe arrives a bit less burdened by the need to carry the torch for broadcast TV as a whole. I mean, nobody mm. said it's going to carry the torch for broadcast no, TV. No, but I think I but I, but that doesn't surprise me that people are saying that because I think just by attaching Lauren Graham's name to it, it's like they think that it's, you know, they think that she, I'm not going to say that she holds the torch either, but like that she, like her name is attached to it. So it's like she was a star, a television star from, you know, a past era of TV where broadcast television was booming mm-hmm. more more so than it is now. And it's like, because her name is attached to it, they're like, oh, well, this show, like, if she's attached to it, if she's into it's it, it must be, it must be the thing, the shit, yeah. you know? Um, but I don't think it, I honestly believe that if this show was on Netflix, it would be doing much better. It would already be I doing much so better. Too. Because um, there's a certain, like we said, there's a certain, like, if it had been like, this is a Netflix original and people are watching it, like, there's a certain standard that people are going to hold it to because it's a Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. And because it's on NBC, people are like, I don't think it's going to hold the torch for Brown. Like, that's not what I mean, that's oh. not what the show was meant to do. Like, they didn't think that this was going to save NBC. No, but, like, but at the end of the day, yeah, NBC thinks that, like, Chicago Med is the best thing ever, okay, so. You know that just Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD? My mom watches all of them. Oh, my fuck. That's too much. <laughs> too much, guys. It's too much. Um... So they're talking about this moment that Zoe has with her her next door neighbor Mo, who is a um, DJ, I guess, mm-hmm. and she sings really really well. Um, um, she's from Glee. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so Mo is tell Mo tells Zoe songs are all just expressions of our deepest wants and desires. Good music can make you feel things you can't express in words. I feel like the fact that her neighbor has to explain music to her. But I like that though. I no, like. But it's like what you don't know what music is. But I see that I no. She knows what music is, but I feel like obviously she knows what music is. But hold that thought because I feel like even even though like everyone knows what music is, I don't. I feel like there's a lot of people. Don't give me that face. I feel like there's a lot of people that <laughs> don't really realize that music has that power. Like I like. You're, just, you're gonna roll your eyes because you don't. I'm not rolling my eyes. I feel like it's really cliche though in the show. It's, no, it's one hundred percent cliche. Because when she's leaving her apartment the first day, and she she's like, "You wouldn't know the band," and she puts on her headphones and she's listening to a podcast. They're trying to make it seem like she has no idea what the fuck no, music can do. They're trying that, I think, but no, I think they're trying to make it sound like she's this snob. I feel like you're a little bit like Zoe. They're trying to make it seem like she's a snob who who's kind of like. Why are we friends? <laughs> there's okay i feel like they're trying to but i don't think they're necessarily saying that she doesn't know what music is or how it works you know what i mean i think i know what you mean but i think what they're doing is that they're trying to show that she's this kind of snob who's not saying you're a snob necessarily but you are there she's like a. I think they're trying to say that she's kind of a snob say it again who is like kind of just like introverted and closed off from like what life has to offer which it is cliche 100 percent, but i feel like it's just cliche enough to work okay in we'll, my we'll opinion. agree to disagree yeah the last thing i wanted to say is that january is actually a really really good month for television for television uh 2020 in general i think so grace and frankie premiered earlier this week the season six premiere mm-hmm. you don't watch grace and frankie I've, i watched the first season okay. and i never watched the rest okay sex education Comes out on Friday, January seventeenth. Never the second haven't season. seen that either. So fucking excited for sex. Education. Which one is that? I mean, the title doesn't say it for you. No, which show is that? Sex Education. Yeah, I don't know which one that Literally, is. Literally, they're teaching kids about sex. Isn't but is not that's not He's a, like a sex therapist, but a quasi sex therapist. I thought it was. Is that like a like a like a um like not a documentary? No, then what is it? Is it like it's a show? With who, who's in it? Nobody you would know. Okay then. Can, Nobody anyone knows. <laughs> Uh, Jillian Anderson is actually in it. Yeah, okay, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, Schitt's Creek premiered earlier, the yes. final season. Mm-hmm. Last week it premiered. I'm very excited for last season of Schitt's Creek. I think I'm going to wait, though, to binge watch it. 
Yeah, I haven't. Like, I we we we've, we've been. Reco- I've seen a gif of it, but we've been recording it like every week, and okay. so I haven't started it yet. But I t- I told my mom like, do we have to rewatch season five before we start because she's probably gonna forget what happened. Well, so, I mean, it's never a bad idea to rewatch it. It's amazing, but no, and we're probably gonna end up like rewatching the whole show before we start season six, and then because it's ending, right? So you have I to. Know. It's sad. It's ending, but I feel like it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, Little America on Apple TV. I'm excited for that. Which one's that? It's like, it shows immigrants in America. Okay. Um, in February, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is coming back. Mm, okay. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, also, High Fidelity on Hulu, but we don't get Hulu because we're Canadian. So, who, has Hulu ever existed in Canada? I feel no. like, no? I, th- I thought there was a Canadian version. Every time I go on fucking Hulu, they're like, coming soon to Canada. I'm like, not <laughs> soon enough, fucking Hulu. But anyway, so I'm going to I think to... Crave picks up some of their shows. Yeah, but not this one, unfortunately. Um, so I have to find a way to finagle that, get an mm-hmm. American VPN or something. <laughs> uh, and in March, also on Hulu, so we're going to have to find a way to finagle that shit, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, that's on Hulu? Yeah. I thought it was going to be on Prime Video. I thought it was going to be on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, Too much television. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be on HBO when they first announced it. I like think so I think they, they were in negotiation for it to be on HBO, but I could have sworn Reese Witherspoon said it was going to be on Prime Video. Oh, I'm rude. I'm, I'm rude. <laughs> I'm mad. They're so rude. Anyways, I'm going to have to find a way to see it because I read the book. I love the book. I want to see the movie, uh, the show, whatever. I believe when you read the book, you were like, I don't understand what it's good, but I don't understand what all the hype's about. Um, I said that in the beginning of the book. Oh, when you first started? When I first started, it was like, because it was very slow to pick up, but then I got it at the end. Well, since that's, that's probably going to be like a, because Reese Witherspoon is, the it's her production company mm-hmm. behind it, I feel like maybe that'll, you know, get a lot of buzz and Crave might pick it up because what happened maybe. with, uh, last summer, Hulu did the Veronica Mars revival and, um, Crave picked it up because it was like. So popular. Yeah. Got it. So after all that, after all that, we're gonna finally move on to the yes. episode. Shall we dive into uh, episode? We're gonna wait, boy. Episode nine of season two. Yes, we shall. Um, this is when Lorelai is trying so hard to return an ice cream maker. Yeah. To get closure. To get closure. From Max. Fuck off, Lorelai. Just keep the ice cream. It's maker. Ri- it's just it's ridiculous and immature. Yeah. Just like Lorelai. Yeah. Can I say tell you though? I looked up. An ice cream maker after because mm-hmm. I was like I want to have an ice cream maker. I feel like that's just one of the things that like you see like everyone gives each other on television. I mean, I, I, I think my aunt has one, but never in my life have I met anyone who has an ice cream <laughs> maker though. And if you do, you don't use it. Like I just kind of. I don't think you use it as much as you thought you were gonna use it when you got it. Yeah. I think people think it's like a bread maker. You're yeah. like, oh my god, I'm gonna eat bread every weekend. And really, you're like, you make bread once, and you're like, oh, it's enough. Yeah, and you pack it away, and it just collects dust, Basically. like because no one has the time. But I want to get into making ice cream, but I'm not going to. Because, again, I'm going to pack it up. Says the woman who came over today and with donuts and brownies. Well, listen. Two packs. I'm ethnic. <laughs> I can't go to someone's house empty-handed. Well, now we're going to get fat. So thank you for that. Well, better you than me. <laughs> she says that as if, as if she doesn't eat any of them. I do eat, obviously. <laughs> but they don't stay with me. Oh, they see? They stay in your house. Yeah, she leaves them here so we can get fat. Oh, <sighs> So, um, I feel like if Lorelai had ended her relationship with Max properly, yeah, like I'm a, like a mature, responsible adult, she wouldn't need to call t- everybody to take it out, it, yeah. to take it out on an ice cream maker. And, if, and I feel like she, and I feel like the show is is kind of trying to convince you that she's being like a mature about this, and it's like yeah. to like see through you when Rory's like. Well, you tried, and she's like, it's called closure, hun. Like, no, it's not called closure. It's called you being stupid. Like, just, I understand, like, it represents... No, but I don't get it. Like, I get what she means, and just, like, it's re- it represents to her the life that she's not going to have, but at the same time, okay, then just give it away. Like, why are you calling fucking people on the phone, like, Aunt in your... Bobby and Aunt Bunny and Bunny. Kenneth and whatever the fuck, like... Bunny died, okay? Oh, R.I.P. Bunny. No. She's joining Claudia. Yeah, Leave me alone. I was gonna say R.I.P. Bunny no, and R.I.P. Claudia. You definitely tried, and it's enough now. Okay, just yeah, fucking keep the ice cream maker, and let's move on with our lives. And then she tries to donate it to the inn, and Suki's like, uh, "We have an industrial one." She's just like, "Yeah, no, we don't need it." Yeah, she named it Fernando. Fernando. I was gonna say Clyde. What did she, I was thinking? Name it Clyde. It's Fernando. No, that's weird. Um, it's the return of Tristan. Yes, Tristan. The is... return, but also the departure of Tristan. Yeah, Tristan is such a dick in this episode yeah honestly i wrote in my notes good riddance to tristan but then at the end i kind of felt bad for him 
But also yeah. no good riddance. Good riddance because it's like you know he's leaving. You know I mean, what I mean, that's what goodbye means. Yeah, no, but like get rid, like you kind of feel like you, you're like you feel for it because you know it's like you're not gonna have to deal with him anymore. I mean, I feel for it because like, whatever. Rory was still being nice to him, and uh, she was sad that he was leaving, and he got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Whatever the fuck that means. Honestly, I feel like the moments where in the past when I've watched Gilmore Girls, where I've like. I feel a bit bad for a character or something. I feel like that just, it just goes out the window when I'm watching it for the purposes of this podcast. I'm just yeah. like, I don't care. This podcast like, has ruined us for Gilmore Girls. It really, it really has. Because um, usually I watch Gilmore Girls to help me fall asleep. And the, and the, and the, again, that's weird. The last few the last few months I haven't been watching it because I'm like, well, we're watching it for the podcast. So I'm not going to, I don't want to like, you know, watch it twice. And we're I'm, not going to spoil anything for yourself. And now I'm just like, okay, you know what? Uh, if I want to watch Gilmore Girls Before Bed, I'm going to watch Gilmore Girls Before Bed. And that's how that works. So I'll do it. Um, I'm, Your prerogative. I'm really, really over Rory and Dean. I'm so over Rory and Dean. I wrote down in my notes that exact sentence and I underlined the second really three times. No, no, I can't. I feel like even Lorelai in this episode thinks everyone's an idiot. everyone's over Rory and Dean. Yeah, because Rory is saying that. So what happens in this episode is that they have a Shakespeare, a scene of Shakespeare to perform, and they end up having to rehearse at Miss Patty's. Uh, Miss be- Patty dot net. Yeah, dot net. Miss Patty. <laughs> anyway, and Rory's like, "There's a Miss Patty dot net." Yeah, because Paris is like. Um, I looked online and there's a there's a miss there's a Miss Patty's dot net. It's, it's in your town. I'm like, who the f- who does that? Whatever. Paris. Paris, of course. Um. Anyways, they have to rehearse in town, and Tristan's in their group, and Rory's scared that Tristan's gonna tell Dean that they kissed. So Lorelai says, "Let's do a little role play, see how it'll go." Which was so long ago. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it's yeah, since sure. a long like it's, it was like the what. Almost at like mid season one, like, and now even it's even if he found out you you broke up with her because she didn't want to say I love you, yeah, like it's it, fuck off. But like I, I get <laughs> I, I get what Lorelai means though because she's like when they're when, role, when they're role play <laughs> she's like she's like Dean Rory like yeah. That's Rory. Just like, <laughs> Yeah, but you know at the end, so when I when I say that, I, I feel like even Lorelai thinks that Dean's a fucking idiot at this point. She's like, do you think my hair is cool? Because this morning I was like, cool. But then I'm like, not so cool. I'm like, even she's like, I can't. My daughter's an idiot for dating this guy. No, I can't do it. It's just like, but no, but it's just like that, that episode in earlier in season two with Max where she's like, well. Yeah, they're going to kiss for a little bit. And then they're going to. No, you hang like, up no, or whatever you, the fuck she's saying. No, you're prettier. Yeah, no, yeah, you're yeah. prettier. She's like, like over it yeah. for her daughter, even her. She's like, whatever, this is puppy love and I can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, I noticed something random in this episode. So whenever someone opens the door to Luke's, mm-hmm. um, a bell chimes. You know, like when you walk into a store or something and like they have a bell on the door to signal like someone's walking in. I'm familiar with bells, yes. Like, so that implies there's a bell on the door, and you hear it every single time the door opens. Yeah. But I noticed during this episode that there's no bell. There is a bell. There is? Yeah. Okay, well, I think in this episode it wasn't there. So, okay. like, you could hear the sound effect, but there was no bell. Okay, because I'm pretty sure I've seen the bell. Yeah. I think I have two, but so I think, like, maybe in certain episodes... I'm questioning everything! Yeah, so I think in certain episodes there's no bell on his door, but you can still hear the bell. Like, they, they still play the sound effects. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Cool. You can tell that I've seen it so many times now. I'm just like, is there a bell on the door? Kind of like when I notice the six lamps in Lorelai's fucking living <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. God. So that, the podcast has brought us this gift of noticing six lamps and bells. Yeah. Um, What else happens in this episode? I've always wanted a little brother. Oh, God. <laughs> Lorelai goes on a date. Okay, can I just say, though, Luke was really mean to her in this episode. He's like, gets so upset he's so mean and but suki's right when she explains her when she explains the reason she thinks he's upset yeah yeah but can i just say i'm getting really sick and tired of everyone telling lorelei that luke is into her yeah because like it's not so obvious but then like (laughs) no but come on so why don't you make a move if nobody's gonna make a move then yeah she can date you know what i mean it's and no. then Suki, Suki's so contradictory in this episode because she's like, you have to get back out there. You know, you go on a date. And then she's like, well, of course, he's hung up on you. Like, oh, Suki, pick a lane. Yeah, no, it's true. Because Suki also goes back and forth between where she's like, I don't think this is good for you. Or like, I'm just worried. And it's like. Shut mm-hmm. up, Suki. Yeah. Go stir something. 
That's so bitter. We like Suki. I like Suki, but sometimes, like, stop. Yeah, I know. But she, like, no, Luke gets really upset. And he's kind of, it's, it, it borders, go from, bleh. It borders on mean and not just upset. It is mean. It is I think mean, it's yeah. mean the way he spoke to her. I think it's, he, what do you say? I think it's ridiculous you're running around with that kid. Yeah, I know, but it was like a one date. Yeah, also relax. He's in his 20s. But that scene where. That scene was fucking awesome. <laughs> where Laurel and Rory are sitting at the counter oh, and that Luke's and they walk, he walks in with his parents and he's like wearing this like stupid fuckboy hat with his hair. And it's I'm a like. baseball hat. But he looks like a, he looks like a frat boy. Yeah, okay. I think that was the point. They intentionally made him look younger. Yeah, I know. So that did... everyone could freak the fuck out. And like, it didn't even look like the same guy. No, it really didn't. Come on. In Lorelai's defense, he looked way older in... She knew he was younger, for sure. But he looked way older in class. And then when he comes into her town, in front of everybody, it's like... That was weird. I've always wanted a little brother. <laughs> he looks like he should be wearing one of those hats with the propeller on it. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, yes. no. It was funny, but it was... It was... Ugh, whatever. I was yeah, just I like, no, I, I think I'm just over the fact that everyone keeps telling Lorelai that Luke's into her. And she clearly always gets jealous when Luke has somebody in his life. So why don't you make a fucking Yeah, I know. It's, no, it's overkill by this point. It's like... Because I think this is the third time, second or third time Suki said something. Because they go between like... Oh, well, it's it's kind of a, a mix it's of... It's a will they, won't they. I it's, understand. It's a mix of will they, won't they, and like foreshadow of this. This is this will eventually happen. Yeah, I know, but it's and getting it's, insane it's, right it's now. Over, it, no, it's overkill. However... However, the transition word. Um, I think in terms of like will they, won't they, I think like it's different because I saw Luke and Lorelai on this list that like Entertainment Weekly did of like... The most exhausting TV couples or it was something. Exhausting because there was no communication. And like it was exhausting, but like out of all the couples they included on that list, like there was Ross and Rachel, and, and also exhausting if you think about um, it. On Will and Grace, Grace and Leo, who was mm-hmm. uh, Harry Connick Jr. So like those are exhausting too. But anyway, as I was like scrolling through the list, but like I I'd feel s- like that's a trope of the sitcom. Yeah, the sitcom. Even though Gilmore Girls isn't really yeah, a sitcom. Yeah, but I mean like the dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And like, I don't know, but as I was scrolling through this list, I was like, out of all the couples on here, Luke and Lorelai are the least exhausting. So, you know what? I'll take Luke and Lorelai's, you know, tango of will they, won't they, over all these other couples. Because I couldn't, I couldn't stand Ross and Rachel after like, yeah, a, lo- a long time. Yeah, but the reason Luke and Lorelai are exhausting to me is not because of the will they, won't they. It's towards the end when they will, when they are, and they don't fucking communicate. Yeah, I know. So, but that's for another episode. Yes, that's a, that's another story for another day. Yeah. Shall we return to Paris? Yeah, can I say something about Paris? And the project? Yeah, wait, before we... Why is Paris mad at Rory again? <laughs> I thought they were good after the Puffs thing. I feel like, is there a point at which where Paris kind of... I don't, I think, I don't really think there's a, there's a point where, where Paris ever lets up. I think it's just kind of like... Depending on her mood. Yeah. And the moon. Yeah, the moon. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, after the puffs, Rory got her, not into the puffs, but, like, got her on, whatever, a meeting, an initiation. I don't know. She opened the door to the puffs. Half an initiation. Cause it yeah, because they happen. didn't get to ring the bell. <laughs> but, um, so I'm just really confused now. Because when the teacher Shh. pointed to all four of them and said, you're in a group, and she was like, why? <laughs> no, like, I, she... I don't get it. I don't get it. So I think... I don't know. There's like I think there's like an awkward period between like season one and season two, where like they're not really friends. They're still kind of like frenemies. They're the frenemies, but like they're not like there's not really any bad blood, but they don't really they're not friends yet. I mean, if look, can we think about how ridiculous it is that it gets even more ridiculous in season three? Absolutely, but can we just focus? Can we think about how ridiculous it is that she's mad at her? They were fine. Then she got mad at her because of Tristan. Now it's clear that she hates Tristan because in the group she like doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. But she's still mad at Rory. I think Paris at this point like is bitter as a personality trait. Like No, I know. Being bitter is her is her entire personality. But I mean if you actually think school. about it, you're still mad at her for that. Yeah, I think at true. this point she just doesn't want to admit that she's not mad at her anymore and it's easier to be mad at her. You know what I mean? I don't even think she's mad. I just think she's like, I don't, I think it's not even, it's not anger. I think at this point with, especially with like the Shakespeare thing, it's just, it's comp, she's, she still sees Rory, it's jealousy and it's a bit of, it's competition. And we see more of that 
um, in episode 11 later down the road with the, with the PSAT scores. Oh God. So I think at this point it's, it's not, it's bitter, it's bitterness from a point of jealousy because she's going back to like in season one when she was like the top student and it was, it was, it's competition, it's competition and more than anything else. It's ridiculous. Can I, can I just say that with this whole episode with the, with the group project and acting out a scene, um, Reminds Paris reminds me of a friend I had um, in CJEP who was like so obsessed with getting perfect grades and doing everything perfect and was like, oh, triggered. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like she once had a breakdown when she got seventy five on an essay. Like I, like I had I had to talk her off a ledge because she was like had gotten seventy five on an essay and I was like, that bad? But I was like. It's not, but I was like, okay, yeah, it could have, could have been better, but like. The, but I mean, it's not fucking terrible. And the, but like, we all agree that like the teacher was an idiot, so like, who cares? Just you know, you didn't fail, whatever. But like, no, anyway. So this project was fifty percent of their grade. I know that, which I that's, so that's a lot right. So on that. we also did a group project together once where we had to act out scenes from a play we were reading. In an English class. Why do they make us act? And Drama club is a thing for a reason. I know. If I volunteer to act, let me act. Don't make me act for a grade. Because I had to do that three times in high school. Yeah. And like, she was... Fuck you. She was... <laughs> um, yeah, no, she, and she was a lot. Like, I'm reading this book right now um, about anxiety. And like, it just... Uh, Did the, I write it? <laughs> I, maybe. Um, the author was talking about how, you know, there's... There's people who are just kind of like you know, naturally anxious and born anxious and have that have yeah. that have that inclination their whole lives. And there's people who just don't and naturally excel at life. And so the the author the author describes those people as as life naturals. And I think this friend in particular is a life natural because I find she she just like she want she could she wanted like so much from life and like wanted to do this and that and like have have it all and like be perfect. And I'm like. That's not realistic, and That's I. Not how it works. And like the longer I stay friends with you, the more I compare myself to you, and this is toxic, and I'm leaving. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Alrighty then. Um, but anyway, so this whole project reminds me of a project I did with her in CJEP, um, which is our like French Canadian version of We've college. We explained it. Did we once? Okay. Um. So she made us, and like the the and like our part wasn't even that long. It was like three pages of a like 50 page play like it was it was nothing it's still bullshit and it wasn't even worth that much like it was like it, it was a little side it was like a little project anyway but she made us rehearse for three hours after class one day and like it was my short day like it was a i don't remember what day it was but it was like i only had class until noon and i didn't pack a lunch so she made me stay until three o'clock i didn't have any lunch and i was dying i'm like i have to leave now i haven't eaten lunch mm. and anyway but she made us stay until it was like five of us. She made all of us stay until the whole thing was perfect and like everyone knew their lines and like we have to stand here, we have to do this. And it's like, so watching Paris just like crack the whip is like, okay, yeah. um, war flashbacks, let's yeah, move she, on. Paris made all the decisions. She decided that they're going to do classic Elizabethan. Which when, like, the, when the fucking goal of the assignment was to be creative with it. Yeah, I know. Fine. And Paris is like, has such anxiety around like, not um not if she's like if you fail if you fail shakespeare you don't get into harvard i don't think they accept you to harvard in the harvard anyways <laughs> yeah that's but can i just say something because we're gonna see another group project down the line paris always plays it safe i've realized with her assignments yeah just classically the beefin in the next one that she's gonna do they're doing a group project they have to come up with a product like in their business class. oh yeah she's like we'll do a first aid kit what the fuck like Think outside the box sometimes. Paris. I think that's why she, she doesn't. She doesn't ended up. I bleh, can't. Still can't speak. Oh I think that's why she doesn't end up getting into Harvard. I don't know. It's just it's. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in assignments like this, in any assignment, really, like your teacher obviously is looking for something else. She even said it in this one. She was like, they did it. Caesar, they did it in like the Roman Empire. They did it in like the Sunny and Cher show. It's like no, wanna... we're doing classic Elizabethan. Like that's not like we'll that... just go fucking watch an actual troupe do it. Like fuck. Yeah, like that wasn't the, that wasn't the assignment. Whatever, I don't know. Um, we also meet Brad in this episode. Oh boy, <laughs> I love Brad. <laughs> is, this the, is this is this the first appearance of yeah, Brad? Yeah, first okay. appearance of Brad. Who are you? 
And Brad from the third period of Shakespeare. <laughs> Poor Brad. Brad's terrified. Of Paris. What? Of Paris, but also of speaking in public. And when Tristan bails. How are you at speaking in public? I, um, t- I tend to throw up. <laughs> Is that you? Um, I was I was like that in high school only because like I didn't have any friends. Well, sec one high school was awful for me like I didn't know anyone in my class the only person I knew in that entire school was my cousin who was in a different class um it was a group of 40 kids all spoke French and French wasn't my first language even though I could speak fluent French you know so I just felt and I had a weird name you know like nobody in that class everyone had like a Quebecois name you know um the most exotic I think those people had ever seen was Italian (laughs) and then you come with my Filippo Plus and you're like (laughs) what the fuck so I think I was just, it wasn't that I wasn't good at speaking in public. It was that particular group of people. Yeah. Because as I got older in CGIP, I was fine. In university, I was fine. I mean, fine. I, st- I would still get the jitters, but I knew I can do it. You yeah, know what I mean? that's, that's, that's normal. And now in my job, when I have to present in front of people, like do instruction or whatever, mm-hmm. or when I have presentations in like elementary schools, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. But in high school, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I was Brad. So that's why when Tristan runs away and, and Brad's like, Tristan, come back. Tristan, come back. Because Paris like start learning your lines, I was like Brad, I feel you. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, I don't want. <laughs> like I don't like I don't know why. Tri- like I feel like Tristan. Do you think Tristan knew he was gonna like get pulled out of school, and that's like no, no, no. I don't think he would have bothered to go to the rehearsal. No. He's like, oh. Mind you, he did leave early to go. He went to the market to go to go piss off Dean. Excuse me, stop, boy. <laughs> yeah. He's such terrible. a dick. He is a dick, but also Dean's ridiculous. Like, Dean has to babysit her I mean, now. you just hate Dean. No, but I mean, I think it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Like, because Tristan's going to be now suddenly in your group, Dean's like, I'm going to come watch you rehearse. Yeah, I know. And he's just, like, watching them fucking do the scene, like, mm, with intense eyes. Like, oh, my God. And she's like, I think you have to leave. And it's true. Like, fucking leave. Let me do my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Go away. I don't think it was, so, like... Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying in terms of babysitting. I wouldn't call it babysitting. No, I wouldn't call it babysitting either. It flew out. But what I'm saying is, like, there's no way you would have watched a rehearse if Tristan wasn't there. Yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And I feel so, like. So just own your shit. Own that you're a jealous fuck. And that's it. <laughs> like, I. Yeah, I don't. Own that you don't trust your girlfriend. Yeah. It's just, it's very juvenile. It is. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Um. And then at the end, Brad is like, or Brad disappears. Like, Brad transferred schools. Yeah. Brad couldn't <laughs> take the pressure of Paris. <laughs> like, hey, but they bring, they bring uh, Brad back. Yeah, eventually. But it's just funny how, like, in that one episode, it's like, I'm from the third period Shakespeare. And then he's so scared of Paris. It's like, so where's Brad? Brad transferred schools. Well, Brad comes back in this season. Yeah. And a debate. Right. And it's hilarious. And then Brad also comes back in season three after being on Broadway. Ah, uh, yes. And into the woods. Mm-hmm. But anyways, In the debate he makes, he's like, he's like, like sweats. Oh, he's sweating. Yeah. Bullets. Paris just has to look at him. He's like, we're fucked. <laughs> but anyways, um, there's no Jess in this episode. No. I know you're sad. Unfortunately. I think the reason there's no Jess in this episode is because they're like one bad boy at a time. Let's get rid of one before we integrate fully this other one. No, they wanted, they like... At the end of season one, I feel like they left the door open with like the Tristan, mm-hmm. Rory, Dean triangle, and I think. I think we've said this before. And I think yeah. because like Chad Michael Murray was already cast on One Tree Hill, like they had to like, I'm not gonna say they had to. Like I feel like if they had just you know, if Tristan, if like Tristan never came back, I, I don't think anyone would have been no. mad about it. But I think mm-hmm. if given the opportunity, they wanted to like close close that door. Yeah. So they did, and that We're was like, bad, let's deal but... with this shit, and then we'll write Jess into this like yeah. more fully because he does play a big role in the next. Mm-hmm. And I think because I think they had, I think they had like cast. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm speculating. I think they had cast. Um, what's his name? Milo Ventimiglia. How do you pronounce his last name? Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Okay, so the G He's is Italian. The G is silent. <laughs> yes. Um, I think. <laughs> I think they had, they had cast him to kind of fill the void, void, quote unquote, like to kind of fill the space that Chad Michael Murray had in season one. So I think he wasn't he wasn't gonna commit probably to much more. So I think they probably Listen, wanted to I don't bring... know the details, but good riddance Tristan. <laughs> yeah, because like cause when Because that story wasn't going anywhere. When did One Tree Hill premiere? I think two thousand and three. 
Okay, so what? Right. Why did I think it was like it wouldn't have made sense if he because if that he We're was. We're gonna our, look it up. I think it was two thousand three too, so it would have been two years later. So I don't think he. I don't, I don't think he had left. No, it would have been one year later. Was it two thousand one that season two started? Yeah, but we're after Christmas now. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So it would have been... Yeah, 2003 it started. Okay. So. so he wouldn't have... So Tristan wouldn't have left for um, One Tree Hill. So I guess they, they probably just wanted to write him out because there was... Like, child, Tristan. Yeah. It's annoying with the Mary and the this and the Yeah, that. no. They had... They had... Uh, they had gotten any... They had gotten everything out of the character that they, that so. they could have. Um, Lane is in this episode with Henry. Ah, uh, yes. It's the first time we see the elaborate ploy that Lane uses to speak to Henry. So, Rory, how are you? Yeah. Um, I don't understand why Lane thinks that her parents wouldn't like him. This this is just that's her being very immature. Like Yeah, but in that, this episode, she's showing she's showing her her, her child. No, I get it. Side. But in this episode, she tells Rory that there's two scenarios. Either I keep him a secret because they hate him, or which is what she's doing. Or I tell them about him. They love him. And they love him, and then he's repulsive to me. I think it's the word she used was odious. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Synonym. Um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. No, and, and that's like, such a Lorelai Gilmore thing. Yeah, exactly. And it blows up in her face later when M- Mrs. Kim finds out about him. And she's like, are you sure he was Korean? Yeah. Like, maybe I could talk to his mother. <laughs> maybe I'll call his mother. Like, sa- like same thing. Like, she, like, she was... Like, she's a kid. Like, obviously, you know, so... Of course it's cuter when Lane does it than Lorelai does it because you're a 35-year-old woman. But I get it. Um, I also liked what Paris said after um, Tristan is no longer participating in the project and has been pulled out of school. She she, just walked away also. Yeah, like, you can tell that the only thing that Paris cares about is getting a good grade. It's just like, anything I have to do to get the grade. She's like, I'm putting on this fucking costume and these leotards and we're just going. (laughs) She's just like, bing, bang, boom, all dressed up as Romeo and she's like, she says to Roy, like, come on, let's go. You better start sucking on an Altoid. They don't even kiss. No, it's just like, that's with a kiss. I died. She kind of just like collapses on top of her. You think you think they got grades a mark off for that? Hopefully, because yeah, honestly, fuck you. It'd serve you right, Paris. Yeah, like you try to control hard. everything, Paris. And like I think I honestly think that's part of why she didn't get into Harvard in the end. Because like she, she tried so hard to to like, not to say she tried she didn't stand out, but she tried so hard. Like, to do everything the right way. Yeah, she tried so hard and it to made be, it boring. Yeah, she tried. Yeah, exactly. She tried so hard to be per, to be perfect, and that was boring for them. Yeah, she never took any risks. Which is not fair, but because she tried so yeah, hard. But like, Ivy's, it's yeah. not fair sometimes. Um, the last thing we wanted to say about this episode, I think, is Laura's little speech at the end. Yeah, she and Luke make up. She and Luke make, make up. up. Even though it was... listen, they shouldn't have been fighting in the first place because Luke was a dick. But um, it's a strong word, but. He was being ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. Come on. No, but I guess it's it's getting back at her for, remember when Lorelai, like, didn't want him to date the mother from Chilton? Exactly. So you're but even, the, guys. But, like, Lorelai was subtle, more subtle about that. She's like... Was she, though? It was, but it was for... Because she asked for directions. <laughs> she didn't ask you else. Yeah. Um, but she says, it's that famous... It's, I think it's a famous scene where she's like, I don't have very many people in my life. And she's, like, counting the people in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you, will I help you? And he's like, yeah, you have me. Which is very sweet. And, um, but again, it's frustrating because this is after Suki has told her he clearly has a crush on you. Like, he clearly likes you. So she's not acting on it. Is it because she's not there yet? Is it because she doesn't want to lose that friendship? She's scared of that? I don't know what it is. But it's frustrating. I don't think she's, I don't think... In, at least at this point, I don't think Lorelai is scared of losing the friendship. I think, I think she's scared, on some level. Dating le- him. Yeah, I think she's scared on some level that like what Suki is constantly saying about everybody can see. You know, he's so into you. I feel like I feel well, like we she, can't. I feel like she's scared of confronting that. Yeah, at this be. point. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Um, you want to talk about your bracket? I want to talk about my bracket. I did a thing. <laughs> I text Jeffrey. I was like, I did a thing. <laughs> yeah, and I did a thing too. You did a thing too. So we'll talk about both things. So my thing is, I made a bracket to form. I don't understand how it works. You asked me if I filled it out. I didn't. Cause I don't know how it works. Can you explain <laughs> it to me, please? He literally just ignored the text, you guys. I was like, Hey, did you fill out your bracket? And like, he ignored the text for the day, and then a day later, sent me so, a funny gift. <laughs> like that was it. <laughs> So it's 64 episodes. Yeah. 
okay? You have to pick between the two. So there's two matchups. Think of it as sports. I know you don't watch sports, <laughs> but let's say this episode is playing this episode. There can only be one winner. Okay. And then the winner advances to the next round and plays the winner of the other category. Okay. So it's like which episode beats out? Yes. Okay. So this week we're going to start you off with a simple one. We're also going to post it on Twitter and Instagram. It's episode 101, The Pilot, mm-hmm. versus episode 722, Bon Voyage. So season finale or series finale? Don't answer. Okay. We will put it up right before the episode airs. This episode meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Not the episode of Gilmore Girls. Um, well, that already aired, you know, yeah. 20 years ago. Relax 20 years ago. Well, the first one was tw- was in 2000. Oh, I was talking about Bon Voyage. Okay. That's why. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll put up the whole bracket so you guys can see it and make your decisions. But every week we'll have you guys vote until we get to one ultimate winner. Okay. So from 64, we're going to go down to one. Okay. That's... And in order to complete this bracket, so I kind of like the matchups, matchups, <laughs> the matchups that I put kind of have a theme in common, kind of, you know, whatever. I tried to be true. And I also used, I did extensive research. I looked at a bunch of articles that were counting down the best Gilmore Girls episodes. I looked at, I did extensive research. Yes. Okay. So I we're going to post the I bracket. Don't doubt, I don't doubt that you did, that you did extensive research. Obviously, because it's me. I'm going to post the bracket on Thursday. The day before the episode airs, this yes. episode, and then we'll vote on Friday. So every week we'll give you one or two, and you, the fans, will decide what the winner is. Okay. Now tell sounds... us about your thing. We both did a thing. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get into my thing, I also wanted to ask you, how did our fundraiser go? Our fundraiser went really well. We raised $111.62. Hmm. Pretty good. Which is pretty good. We read over... One, considering we're one podcast. Exactly. We read, we read, I think, somewhere around 1,100 pages. That's pretty good for like a 36-hour period, right? I think so. I was reading my little hiney off. So who won the prize? Um, I don't have her name. <laughs> but someone did win, Someone right? did win. I will post her. Um, the thing is that I'm missing one item for the gift bag to send her. Okay. So... I, I emailed her, though. She won. Oh, She's you... in Israel. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, I did email her. She knows she won. She sent me her address. I just told her that I'm waiting for one other item to be shipped to me before I could put it all together and ship it to her. Did you email her from our official email account? I did email her from yes. our official email account. So Tell them what the official email account is. If you want to email us, cut like it's like it's 2000. Please email um, us. <laughs> you want to send us, because everyone's doing emails. Obviously. <laughs> send us a fax while you're at it. <laughs> uh, you can email us uh, gilmorepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we will respond. Also, the good old DMs also work. Yeah. We respond to those too, but whatever. And those are faster and we'll probably see them. You know, probably. Like, we'll probably, I won't say that, but I would say that social media is probably the f- fastest way. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, so what thing did you do, Jeffrey? So um, everyone knows by now that um, in addition to Gilmore Girls, we're like obsessed with The View, mm. right? Um, so uh, if anyone who's watched, you know, like panel style talk shows like The View, there's also The Talk. And the here, Social. And here in Canada, we have The Social. Um, and so if you ever notice, terrible <laughs> honestly, it was really, really bad in the beginning, but I'm kind of in, they worked like, out the kinks. Yeah. Like it's oh. not like, I don't know. I feel like they, they felt like it's been on for like six seasons. Has now. it really? Where the fuck have I been? Uh, yeah. Oh, it, started, it started in 2013. So I feel like since then they've kind of found like they've, they're kind of gelling. They found their stride. That's a, that's a different story. Um, so if you have any, if you've ever watched any of those kind of talk shows, you probably noticed that like. When they sit at the panel, each person has their own coffee cup with the show's logo on it. So I was like, since we love the view and talk shows and talking about talk shows, and since we, in our in our imaginations, this podcast is our own talk show, um, I decided I was going to go online and get personalized mugs made for our podcast. So I ordered... We're both drinking out of them right yes, now. Yes, so I purchased two coffee mugs with a personalized logo, I'm holding it up because apparently I think you can see it, even though this is a podcast. There's no camera on you, yeah. <laughs> um, So it has the name of the podcast with a, coffee cup. with a little coffee cup. Should we cheers? Design, sure. Text on Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was. So like, now every time one of us has something sassy, we just drink the water yeah. like we're on television. <laughs> exactly. So it's or like. Or after, you know, you, you make a long, a long ended statement where you're like, 
I've been in politics my whole life, okay? Yeah, Meggie. <laughs> I forgot we called yeah, her that. Yeah, so uh, Eleni's Meggie McCain. <gasps> and um, I don't know who I am at this point. Whatever, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So we, uh, we are officially our own talk show because we have our mugs. So that makes us official. And yeah. we're totally going to post pictures of our fancy mugs Absolutely. on the, our social media so you can all see. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm very proud of them. They're very nice. I have to say, I like the colors. We're gonna drink from them every time we record. Yeah, I love it. And they came, and they delivered really fast. It was I a was, nice little surprise. I was hoping they'd get here for our next recording date, but they got here within two days, which is great. So, because now I can drink water. Where can they follow us? They can follow us at Gilmore Podcast on, on tw- Twitter. Tweeters. Tweeters, and they can follow us at Gilmore Girls Podcast on Instagram. And they can email us at gilmorepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so uh, that's it, I think. Yes. Eh? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.